Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn-Wardner, and oh, some podcasts are just pure joy. And I'm so happy to be bringing you this episode with the very talented broadcaster and presenter, Sarah Powell. Now, I've known Sarah for a little while, but this is actually the first time we've had a good, proper, one-to-one, face-to-face. And it was so joyous. I'm delighted that we caught it on tape. Much of it, much of our chat was pre and post, actually. And we've decided we must do lunch to do it all properly. But um, if you don't know who Sarah is, and you really, really must, Sarah is a broadcaster and presenter, and she is the co-host of um, the Jules and Sarah podcast, featuring much-loved guest on this show, Jules Von Hepp. I appeared on their podcast Um, around Christmas time and had an absolute blast and was completely blown away by how Sarah, she's so talented, just able to create this momentum and always come in at the right point during a conversation to just just elevate it. I mean, she's pure broadcasting gold. Um, She has just started, again with Jules, another podcast called Wobble, And I just feel that recording with her the week that Wobble launched was just so timely. We had actually tried to do this recording previously, but we just hadn't been able to get around to it. And um, I recorded this with her a couple of days after Wobble launched. And the link to Wobble and to the Jules and Sarah podcast will be in the show notes. But Wobble is about happiness, body positivity, confidence. And it's a topic on which she and I can talk endlessly because we both have I think an ongoing (laughs) monologue in our brains about it Um, we talk about anxiety we talk about feeling disconnected from your body we talk about how you um, find confidence when you don't really think it's it's going to appear at all and just really learn about Sarah's incredible story how she's forged this incredible career for herself All of the links to Sarah, to Jules and Sarah, to Wobble, everything will be in the show notes on emmaguns.itunes.com. I really hope you enjoy this episode of the show. I adore spending time with Sarah and I really hope that you enjoy 
the bubble. I just feel like Sarah is a, is a rainbow that you actually get to touch. And I hope that that's how you feel about this next hour. Thank you so much for listening. As ever, if you want to get in touch, I urge you to email me on thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. I do reply to everybody. Apologies if it does take me a little bit of time. The inbox can get a little bit crazy. And so um, actually getting through everyone can take a while, but I do get back to everybody personally. Or you can slide into my DMs. Thank you. I love all of you. But this week alone, I've had uh, people send me pictures of them with Alyssa Edwards from Drag Race. So, you know, my inbox on Instagram has been a joy. That, uh, if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm at Emma Guns. And if you want to join the closed Facebook group, I will put the link to that in the show notes. It's closed. You have to be approved to be a member. I do all the approving, thank you very much. So I'm the bouncer on the door saying one in, one out. There isn't a one in, one out policy, by the way. Everybody is welcome. I just really decline all the bots. But come and join us. We're having lots of fun. There's lots of discussion going on in there. Um, and yeah, it's just a joy. So why not click those links, follow, etc., etc. And if you're enjoying the show, and I really sincerely hope you are, then please do go over to iTunes or wherever you listen and leave a five-star review and maybe pen a little sentence or two about what you're enjoying so much. Those reviews warm my cold black heart and I thank every single one of you who has taken the time to write one and click those five stars. Right, here it is. I'm just going to get straight to it. It's Sarah Powell, the joyous, pure sunshine Sarah Powell on The Emma Gunn Show. I'm in the rainbow coloured abode. <laughs> I'm so happy, Sarah. Oh, I'm so happy you're here. Now, I just need to pre-warn listeners because when I came on your podcast, Jules and Sarah, I said, when I listen to you too much, I begin to talk like you because you have a wonderfully <laughs> characterful voice. So expect me to slip into Palmo. Oh, I really hope so. That would be glorious. You do have a you are a natural born broadcaster. You just have the best. I just can't stop talking, Emma. I just, and I'm very loud. I used to live with my sister and I'd go away for the weekend or whatever. And when I came back, she'd go, oh, I forgot how loud you were. Like, I'm, I've got a voice that just fills a space, whether you want it or not. Oh, you should have been an actress. Well, I did have my moment, Emma. I did. I did what was your moment? I did theatre studies and drama at university. So I did it all. I did it all. And then it was like, right, now you've got to go to drama school. And I was like, oh what going to auditions starving in an attic no no that's not me no I want to go and play song I want to go and play Kylie on the radio and eat twiglets so that's what I did I wouldn't mind being a struggling actress for a while because don't you just yeah. live on ramen I could do that oh I'd get very bored of ramen I get bored while I'm eating a ramen. I'm like, oh, it's the same thing. I feel like ramen's one of those things that you start eating and it doesn't go down. Do you know what I mean? I That's feel my like, ideal yeah. meal. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, I'm still eating. I'm still eating this ramen. It's been going on for months. I'm still eating it. <laughs> Messy as well. I always, the noodles always slap me in the face somehow. Do you know, you know when they flick? That always oh, yes. happens. Oh, yeah. It's not a... You always need to have a serviette or yeah, a kitchen do. roll <laughs> yeah, it's for not dabbing. A, it's not a sexy thing to eat. I'm sitting in Sarah Powell's kitchen and I'm drinking a beautifully made coffee out of a bright yellow mug <laughs> and I just did a bit of a spill and Sarah was looking away so I just licked the side of the mug <laughs> and she caught me. And she was like, I don't judge you, I oh, get it. Oh, my God, I totally understand. I'm really happy that that coffee came out right because I, 
drink coffee I'm tea I mean I'm like 85% tea actually um so yeah I never but I because I'm, I mean I spill things down myself Oh, all the time. Yeah. So licking the side of a cup. I thought it was very refined, actually, Emma. <laughs> Thank you very much. I I um, have perfected my tonguing mug te- <laughs> mug tonguing technique. Years of spillage yes. means that I'm a pro. You save it. Now I'm in your home to record this podcast and because there's so much to talk to you about. Now, listeners who um know that I did your podcast that you have with the fabulous Jules Von Hat, yes, will know that you are a podcaster too. Yes. And you have just started a second podcast as if one <laughs> massive yes. audio stream wasn't enough. You thought, I know, let's do another. So yes, we have Jules and Sarah the podcast, which goes out every Friday which is I mean we call it fun filled nonsense because I would concur yeah it just we never know what we're going to talk about it could Mm -hmm. be cauliflower cheese it could be hats we just don't know which way it's going to go so that was a podcast that we'd done for uh, we've done that for just over two years and we have our listeners we talk about cheese a lot and the first episode that we ever do, did was about Port Salut cheese oh, one of my favourites so they our listeners became the Port Salut crew yeah. and we had a P.O. box set up I needed it for something else and I was like oh let's use this P.O. box and they started writing to us the Port Salut crew started getting in touch which we never expected mm. actually and has been the most joyful thing and a lot of them were saying um I love the podcast and actually I've been going through this or I've been having a Mm -hmm. tough time with this and the podcast has just helped give me a little lift Um, and we were like wow this is and and actually it's happened for us as well because sometimes you know you're having a bad day and then we'd come on and talk about the podcast talk about nothing Mm -hmm. for half an hour and just laugh and and suddenly everything was transformed so the new podcast and it is a podcast series I have to say it's manageable yes Um, we have launched is called Wobble is that loud it's all right. There's a little Shush bit the of window. background noise. No, I think it should be fine. Okay, fine. If you can hear, I don't even know what that is. Um, so we've launched. Yes. So the podcast that we've launched is Wobble. Wobble. And it's about body confidence, mm-hmm. and it is in association with Jules has just launched Isle of Paradise. Oh, I've, I'm wearing it today. You, you know, you are glowing, glowing doll. I use the facial drop. He's so clever, and the products are amazing, and they are all about. Um, feeling good mm-hmm. feeling amazing he's Jules has got this complete ethos that you are gorgeous as you are mm-hmm. and we can give you lovely products to make you feel even yes, better yeah. that's kind of the whole thinking behind it so we wanted to create Wobble about body confidence and also about happiness so mm-hmm. all the things that are caught up in our heads yeah. with how we feel about our bodies so that's why we started doing it and we've got lovely guests coming up mm-hmm. um, we've got uh, Helen wears a size 18 and we've also got um girls stole london who yes, uh, yes lauren who uh, created girl versus cancer mm-hmm. two unbelievable women and we have recorded these chats and you know when you go high mm-hmm. you come out and you're like oh my god i'm on cloud nine like this yeah. was amazing mm. so we're really super excited about it and it launched last week uh, the the sort of the response has just been wonderful from people i listened to the first episode and immediately want, I was glad i had this in my diary because i wanted to come to your home and embrace you oh no. <laughs> that's so 
lovely. Because you said so many things in there that you and you said them with such. Uh, it was very calm in the way that you said it, but there was the thing about feeling very disconnected from your body, mm. which I really relate to, and also that thing of and we talked about this just before we started recording about not looking down. Yes. Just yeah. like, well, I can I can face the world yeah. if I'm not looking and it's at myself. Amazing how much you can get away with not looking down. So this is the idea that you just don't want to see your body, you don't want to engage with it. Mm. You can you don't have to look down in the shower, particularly. Yeah. When I get dressed, I can just pick things up that I know I've worn mm-hmm. a million times together, so it'll be fine, so I don't need to look down. And we were saying, weren't we? I do my makeup like you do, do your hair, whatever. Just don't look down. Mm. Just there's no need. Mm. And it's amazing how long it can go on for yeah. as well like it can go on for weeks it can go on for months sometimes and then eventually I always reach a point where I'm like right come on now mm. and then it's amazing you sort of re-engage with your body it's so weird it's mm. like it hasn't been there it's like you haven't seen it or hung out with it for so long it's the weirdest thing but something that I have always done with my body is I've always I call it the waiting room. So I have always struggled with my weight and wanted wanted to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And I put myself in this space of going, well, when I've lost weight, yes. then I can do blah, whatever that is. Then I can wear the clothes I really want to wear. Then I can have all that confidence mm-hmm. and, and go out and do all those projects or all those things. But until then, I'll just be here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's the weirdest thing to do to yourself. And actually, I, I just had... When you realise that you are doing that... Mm. And you think, well, I'll just go and do it anyway. Maybe I should just... Because I'm 34 and I lived like this throughout most of my 20s and being at university. And I was like, God, I've been waiting a really long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been waiting a really long time for this magical place that's meant to be coming. Yeah. And you just realise that it doesn't exist. It just doesn't exist. And you can do all those things now. Have you ever... Because this has definitely been my story of like getting down to a certain weight that, yeah. or a size that your bigger self, or whatever you want to say, would have felt that that'll be it. Yes. And still not feeling it. Totally. Yeah. And it's... I'm sort of... So I am in the process of losing weight now. Mm. I am. And I'm at Slimming World, and I talk about it a lot on Instagram stories... But the big difference about this is I'm not in that waiting room anymore. Mm. I'm fine as I am. I do want to lose a bit of weight because I know when I have lost it, I'm healthier. Mm. I feel better. I want to do it for me. It's not for anybody else. It's just... And actually, my problems with food are if I'm sort of left to my own devices, I eat a lot on the fly. I eat a lot of processed food. I don't eat well. Um, so Slimming World has enabled me to yeah. take care of that. Are you aspect. an emotional eater? Totally, mm. completely. And you know those people who are like, oh, I get so stressed, I can't eat. It's never, I can't bear it. <laughs> I eat when I'm stressed. I eat when I'm sad. I eat when I'm tired. Oh, yeah, I eat. I, and it's amazing. I can watch myself do it. I can get something that triggers me, you know, whatever it is. Maybe it's something that I'm nervous about or, you know, I send a tricky email or whatever. And straight away I go, right, I'm going to eat something. Yeah, comfort. Totally. Yes. I, um, when my anxiety was really bad, and I know we're going to definitely talk about anxiety during this podcast, everything was completely off. Like my body clock, my sleep, everything. Yeah. And I remember waking up one in the middle of the night at 3am one morning and making pancakes. Wow. Because I was just, 
what I have to feed myself now. Yes. It was so random. I mean, that's obviously anyone listening with any kind of doctorate or anything will say well I can tell you why that was there's cortisol and all sorts of issues but that was that that is how destructive I think emotional eating can be because it's almost like you have no control over it it. is it is a a total lack of control Mm. I can completely understand that I read um my boyfriend's got two little girls so we have the um variety packs yes (laughs) well it's actually oh that's long gone Um, there's no sweetie (laughs) box left um but the variety packs you know those little boxes of cereal you can buy yeah. I will sit, I will eat, I mean, what? In order of preference. Yes, I will start with Frosties Always. and I will finish on Rice Krispies. Yes! And I, <laughs> but I will just go and go and go and go and go because I, I'm just emotionally eating yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah, I just, I'm like, oh, I need it, I need it, I need it. And once mm. my brain has tripped into that mode, I mean, there's nothing I won't eat. <laughs> Actually, there is nothing that I won't raid. I'm a wizard in the kitchen. I, with the most basic of ingredients, I can come up with something. See, that's great. I can't, and I just end up eating, you know, Marmite on a satsuma or something. No, no, that's what I mean, though, and I'll think... I, and I, my brain will tell me it's delicious, but I have literally, like, the craziest things. Like, I've got a tin of chopped tomatoes. Yeah. Let's heat that up and put a load of Worcester sauce in. Yes, yeah. Oh, God, I really hear you. Yeah, I've eaten... I've eaten. <laughs> I've cut up Baby Bell. I've like chopped up Baby Bell and, mm-hmm. and sprinkled that on things. I've just <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's nuts when you get into that. Yeah, what where you can go with it. So is that because I feel like that's something now that I'm just going to have to contend with for the rest of my life and just kind of be quite vigilant. Yeah, and just not fall into it. Yeah, I think when you've got. A difficulty around something mm. whatever whatever it is yeah. I think you need a system mm-hmm. and I think you just need to find the right system to, that works for you yeah. and for me right now with food it's Slimming World mm. I really I'm sounding like I'm an ambassador for them I'm not I pay my five pounds every week <laughs> but I like it because it is a system that suits me and yes. it's not a system that's going to suit everyone yeah. um but I do think that, yeah, I think... Because we were talking about this before, weren't we? That sort of magical place where you're like, oh, I'm not anxious and mm. I don't have a, an issue with food anymore. Mm. And it just it just doesn't exist. So it's about finding whatever little system is going to work for you. And I think as well, I st- one of the things that I know is definitely a hurdle for me is I worry too much about what other people think. So having having being someone whose weight goes up and down mm. i know that there are people and this is my fault for ever having them in my life but who would be like oh she's buff she's she's um she's got big again all that Ooh. sort of thing that i think about really they, those people have got to go em <laughs> they gotta they gotta go <laughs> yeah no but you know that kind of i don't know whether that comes from school ground yeah. I mean school ground playground bullying of just kind of like the snide comments and the mm. sneering from those sorts of people but yeah. yeah I think it's good to be it's good to know what's real isn't mm. it like are they genuinely saying that are these people genuinely saying it or is it something that we've imagined they are thinking mm. um because I think differentiating between what's real and what's fear or a thought mm. or you've somehow tripped yourself into can be really helpful and um I, I think as well it, nurture as well one of my dearest friends who I've known for years and years and years we're both very similar when it comes to our weight we go up and down up and down up and down and we are both the same in that when we're in an up cycle we just don't go out right 
we're like waiting we, we are doing what yeah. you're talking about the waiting room yeah yeah so with wobble what you're doing is you're like right let's cut through this because yeah. life is for living right now whatever totally and and we want to say that it's okay not to be okay mm-hmm. everybody wobbles that's the main sort of headline here everybody yeah, yeah. has got their stuff and everybody is dealing with it in a totally different way and by talking about it hopefully mm. y- y- like you said you're able to go oh my gosh I think that as well I feel like that so you're not alone and then also hear about somebody's experience and hopefully take something from it that could be helpful for you well it's like you say with the podcast you started getting letters about this amazing show that you put together where you have news from the north where you have all this lovely fun and it's really uplifting but then there was also the dialogue you were having with people about mental health issues or how they felt about themselves physically and how you were able to turn that from a podcast into something else and definitely with this show I've had incredible messages from people and I've felt really exposed and I've thought do I talk about the fact that I've had anxiety like during the course of doing this podcast do I talk about the fact that I've really struggled to get up some mornings and when I have even though I felt really worried in the moment realizing that other people go oh thank you or yeah I'm not alone it makes it feel all worthwhile and I joke sometimes you know that saying last night a DJ saved my life (laughs) yeah I sometimes say my podcast saved my life because it's given me that do you feel the same about Jules and Sarah in terms of where it's going? Totally. Absolutely. We've had... I feel like when I started first doing Jules and Sarah, I my confidence just wasn't really there. Mm. And Jules is so good. I mean, you know Jules. Mm. He's so good for going, don't worry about it, babes. And actually sometimes, not always, but sometimes that can be really helpful yeah. to just go oh right he sees it and he knows what it is and he's like you don't need to worry about that that's Mm. okay you're great you're brilliant and just to be around somebody like that naturally builds your confidence and then yes to see to get the messages from people listening and and whatever it is it's totally yeah it yeah it has it has completely it's changed the way I feel about myself Mm. I think yeah I think it is that sort of massive I think it's very interesting with people that I know you have a media background. So let's just lay it out for Mm. the listeners. Before, you're not just a podcaster. What are the other things that you do? So I came out of university, decided I wouldn't trouble the world with my acting talents. And I... It's the only reason Jennifer Lawrence has got a career, by the way. Totally. I allowed her. Mm. I made way. You made way for (laughs) J-Law. So I became um, a radio presenter, mm-hmm. and that's and that when that was how I identified for about I mean up until last year that was that's always been my job, and I naturally moved on from job to job to job. It was mm-hmm. really I had an amazing um, sort of career. What do they call it? Trade- tra- Trajectory. Yes. And that always makes me think of the JFK movie. What's tra- that? You know, because of the trajectory of the bullet. This <laughs> is probably the first time I heard the word. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm, yes. I'm going to write that down. That's my word of the day. Mm, you watching the film. <laughs> but um, yes, no, career trajectory. Yes, yes so I had it. It was brilliant. And I, and I ended up 
um, at Heat Radio, which is like the magazine. And from that, I started getting TV work. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of work for this morning. And I've been on Big Brother's Bit on the side. And oh, I've like seen that. you recently. Oh, it's a great. I mean, Rylan. Is oh, can just, you introduce me to oh, him? Totally. I saw him in the street the other day and I nearly fangled. Yeah, go pulled over. It back, pulled it back. I mean, I say I'll introduce you, you know, I'll DM him. I don't <laughs> like, I'm not going to call him. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's be clear. Let's, let's be clear, clear about him after this. this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll just get him on the phone. No probs. Um, yeah, he's dreamy. And then um sort of last year i finished that Mm -hmm. and i was like right it's time to do something else and then the last year has been spent going what else Mm -hmm. what else am i going to do so i've been writing a lot um which has been lovely and i started my blog the museum of sarah um yeah which is i find it very if you're somebody do you have a blog emma do you keep on top of your blog Uh, no no (laughs) it's so hard i haven't look I'll be honest, my blog, <laughs> we're now in March, it's still, the last post was Christmas, it's still my Christmas post. Um, I look at my show notes as my blog. Yeah, fine, good, well yeah, done. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to blog every week, I just want to say that. So, yeah, um, yeah, I've got my blog, and then Jules and Sarah, and Wobble, and then I've also, recently, I have retrained as a wedding celebrant. I adore this. Yeah. <laughs> adore it. So I hopefully it when I well it's quite funny actually because I've got my final assignment which has got to be in today. So I've got to hand that in and then that gets marked. And then you're out on probation. Which Crimmons. I really enjoy. Um, and then you can start doing weddings. So yes, if all goes well, I'll be out on probation very soon. And, and I you can have start doing weddings. I've had yes, I have. I have had one request which is really exciting so yeah if you're listening to this and you're getting married and you fancy a wedding celebrant do get in touch do get in touch so do, you, do you i mean in this country in england you have to have uh, you, you read the bands and everything so it can't mm. can't just be that someone sees you on the tube and says oh do it now yes no it needs planning no it does well the big difference is so in scotland um i'm so glad you've asked this ever um <laughs> so in england and wales you have to get married uh by a registrar at a licensed venue and um you or the church obviously and in scotland and now jersey um you can get legally married by a celebrant so that's the kind of difference so what you have to do if you want a celebrant at your wedding uh for in england and wales is you do the techie legally bit Mm -hmm. and then you have your celebrant to do your ceremony and it means that you can have your ceremony anywhere you like and you can have it however you want so you can have all the the readings and the songs and that you want and um it means that the service is it means that the ceremony is exactly as you want it and okay. i will get to know you as a couple and i'll write your story and i'll talk all about and you're very you. good at that and yes i really enjoy that bit actually <laughs> um, so yeah so that's that's and it's been lovely because i was so it came out of um going to a lot of weddings that were very dry you know mm. it feels oh, like they, the ceremonies yeah. can be really sort of dry and then i was at a friend's house having lunch and there was a couple there who were going on don't tell the bride <gasps> i know so i was just asking so them a don't million tell questions. the bride for anyone who mm. doesn't know now i haven't really ever watched it but it's where the groom organizes the wedding yes and doesn't tell the bride a single detail not until a the thing 
until very soon. Well, uh, yeah, until the wedding day. That's the next time they see each other at when they, the moment they are getting married. They see the wedding dress beforehand, obviously. They, they get the wedding dress, but only like a couple of days before, and it's what he's chosen. And it's non-negotiable. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's always alterations right. that can be made, but they've got to budget for it because they, they give them the money to get married. They give them, oh, I think I it's £15,000 now, and you, they have three weeks to organise the wedding, and they don't see or speak to each other, and they really don't speak to each other at all. Like, at all. God. And so I met them, so I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then he contacted me, James contacted me and said, we need someone to compare the day. So I was like, yes. I'm in. I'm in. And then they said, oh, and we just need somebody to do a ceremony for us because they were getting married um, oh, on top of a car park, actually. And so, and so I did that for them and I just loved it. So yeah, so that is something that I'm adding in at the moment to <laughs> what I what I do. But what, what interestingly, and a lot of my buddies, I don't know if I want to call us media, but you know, are doing making a living from doing things that they love. Yes. And then the fact that you're adding these various streams like wobble and being a celebrant, etc. Do you feel like you're car- as though you are carving your perfect life yes I mean it's tricky I think being it's never easy no being freelance and being self-employed is really tough or mm. it can be really tough because you have lovely days like today mm-hmm. where I'm talking to you and the sun's shining and I'm in my front room and then I'll have other days where I'm just in my leggings going what am I doing what am I Mm. doing and it can really go between those two extremes of being really confident and empowered to really scared and really unsure and really not I 100% agree I had a day working from home yesterday and I could feel the mood just getting Mm. lower Mm. just feeling a bit irrelevant and out of touch and what am I even doing yeah what am I trying to do so I just went and got some fresh air I'm just like right yes a walk is the one isn't it a walk is so important vitamin D as well yeah that's it it's amazing actually how much difference a walk makes oh so much yeah I do my gym visits in the morning great and that always helps but yeah if I feel just you know mid afternoon that slump yes right quick fresh air yeah get up not walk down the road going (laughs) yeah (laughs) because I just I know it will make a difference yeah elevate my mood it does I think it does I think it's wildly underestimated having a walk oh now for the listener's benefit because i was fascinated by this could you tell me what you told me before we started recording about leggings because you just referenced leggings oh yeah leggings so i mean i heard this from a fashion stylist type um, (laughs) and she said that leggings if you wear leggings a lot your body naturally sort of expands like you actually it changes so you know if you've if you've worn leggings for a couple of days your jeans feel really tight Mm. and if you just wore leggings all the time your body would change like it actually sort of i don't know if it's something about elasticity or something about being held in by jeans and trousers i think it it makes perfect sense to me and i said to you as well i see every single layer of clothing as a holding in structure layer of you know from the underwear right up everything is about holding it in 
Oh, you should let it out, Em. Let it oh, no. go. I do. I do. Good, good. As long I as do you love do. a tracksuit bottom when I'm at good. home. But yeah, when I'm out and about, I wouldn't ever... Yeah, it's always about high-waisted jeans for me. If you were running over the road to get, I don't know, a Twix. No, no, no. Would, always, you, would you put trousers on? Always wow. a jean, yeah. Yeah. I've got these horrible leggings <laughs> that are... <laughs> they're unflattering anyway, but mainly because they're quite see-through and when also, you bend over yes but also at the front oh. do you know what I mean like they, they're just an odd shape I'm getting and, a picture yeah and I went out in them and came home and John just couldn't believe it oh John these was the like, flesh coloured ones yes they were flesh coloured <laughs> I mean if they've got a pair of black People leggings were really looking twice I I what with love, what possessed you to buy flesh-coloured leggings? Well, they're not. I should say they're actually not flesh-coloured. They're more like an orange. They're quite bright. Are they more peach? Yeah, they're right, more of okay. a peach. Yeah, fine. I'm not Kim Kardashian. I'm not wearing nude leggings. I don't know what is happening there at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Let's gloss over that. She, um, but I, yeah, but I just didn't. I didn't really care. I still mm. don't really care that I went out and I mean I wouldn't do it again because I didn't want the, the attention was odd but yeah I wasn't I don't care do you know what I mean if I'm if I'm going out nipping down to the high street going to you know buy an ink cartridge I just don't care I more power to you thanks love that's what I say would you leave the house without makeup on? Oh, 100%. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. Because some, some people don't, do they? Some people are like, oh, no, I'd have to put something on. No, I must admit, I went through... I had a bit of a wobble recently mm. where I every time I looked at myself without makeup on, I thought, God, you look rough. And I was quite hard on myself. And I think it is just... I'm 40 now. I don't have the springy, bouncy skin that I maybe had a few years ago. But I just changed my skincare, and now I feel a bit more confident because I've just put active ingredients in there and yeah. it's sort of given it I just sort of think back. whatever makes you feel good mm. is great and if do you know what I mean yeah, I just think I like whatever you want to just I mean it's self care yeah. it is self care to go oh I'm going to change up my skin routine or I'm going to give myself a bit of nourishing here yeah. or I'm going to you know get stuck into that and I think well fair enough Go for it. Love it. Enjoy mm. it. Yeah. Now, you have uh, been very open about the fact that you have anxiety. Mm. And I know that when I've gone through difficult periods with it, because it sort of hit me like a bit of a a dump truck, it kind of got... It took me by surprise, because it felt like it was very slowly built up, and then, bam, first ever panic attack. Right. Um, but one of the first things that went was self-care. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely, like stopped stop brushing my hair. I was like, oh well, why should I wash it? Why should I wash yeah. my hair today? I'll do it tomorrow. It really, it really affects your self esteem. Mm. I think because my anxiety makes me question everything, and everything becomes quite hard. Mm. So if I wanted to, um, yeah, if I wanted to brush my hair, I'd be like, well, where's? The, let me think. Let me think about this. We can cut this bit. <laughs> um, if I wanted to do something like uh, cook myself a meal, 
mm-hmm. it'd become very difficult because yes. I'd be like what am I going to cook how am I going to get the ingredients what if I can't get the ingredients mm-hmm. what if I can't get that one ingredient oh no and then I'd just end up going okay fine I'll just yeah, buy yeah. something and eat it because yeah. I'm so tired and exhausted about thinking what I might cook for myself yeah um so yeah I can totally understand self-care you just don't some, it, it affects your self-worth we've mm-hmm. talked about this it affects your self-worth and your self-esteem and suddenly you're not worth bothering mm. with doing that for do you do you feel as well that it well, i feel and i'm interested if you feel the same way it just makes everything harder everything and so i've said to friends since who kind of thought i dipped out of their lives for a bit i've said since you have no idea that when you did see me mm. the amount of effort it took for me to do that yeah was herculean yeah but I was I know I was a terrible version of me and I know that I was not as not the Emma that you were used to but honestly just to get in front of you was took everything I had that day it's amazing isn't it how in the moment we can't just say it we can't Mm. just go I'm really struggling today I'm finding this really hard I've come I'm not the best version of myself Mm. which is not true by Mm. the way because whatever version of yourself you are is you're doing your best yeah you know and it's amazing that it's so often it's only in hindsight like I'll go through a bad spell of anxiety and I'll come out the other end and I'll tell someone and they'll go you should have told me Mm. and I think yeah I should have done actually because it would have helped Mm. it would have made me feel better but it's so hard to do in that moment it's really hard really hard to do and I think I as well um am worried about somebody saying oh just pull yourself together yeah and you know there is sometimes sometimes you know like i said with jules saying don't worry about it Mm. sometimes that can help you know just to get that bit of perspective but i totally hear you somebody going well you're all right what's wrong and then that makes it worse because you think i am all right i've got (laughs) nothing to complain about i have got anxiety why have i got it this isn't right no it is it's a funny one anxiety do you have any coping mechanisms that you know right i can feel it brewing Mm. i'm gonna do this for me it's meditation Mm. meditation imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Um, and mindfulness, mindfulness meditation. I haven't really done any other kinds of meditation, but um, it's always that, and it is so hard mm. when I'm anxious because I'm like, it's not even going to touch the sides. I'm not going to bother. You know, what's the point? I'm in it now. Um, but it always, always helps. And if I can, I should be doing it every day. I need to be doing mm. it every day. Like you know, and um, and I'm not at the moment, and I can tell. I did it as part of 26 Habits. I did it every morning for two weeks. And it and it's definitely cumulative. And it, yes. uh, by the end of that two weeks, that thing of waking up, making a coffee, putting it on the armchair, on the arm of my chair, so that it was ready after those 10 minutes. Mm. I mean, it, it felt like... Um, you know that feeling you get on holiday? Yeah. When you sort of like... The second day in, when you all unpacked, you're all settled, and you wake up that first morning, you sit down for breakfast, and it just... <sighs> that sigh the dream yeah that's what it felt like for me after two weeks 
that is spectacular mm. isn't it it is I think that's the other sort of difficult thing to navigate is that like you say it is accumulative mm. and so it can be hard when you're in it because you know that you've got to do it for a few days in a row to feel it or yeah. I, I use that as an excuse not to do it yeah you know I'm like oh well I haven't got time or well there's no point now you know I'm in it it's amazing it's amazing how quickly that voice can come in and go don't bother yeah don't bother don't worry about it but yeah meditation for me is the one yeah i i 100 agree and jules as you say is a great an, um antidote yes to those sorts of moments. sometimes just being around those people who i know it's an odd thing to say who don't have it mm. can be a nice barometer mm-hmm. i mean not always it can be a really tricky thing mm-hmm. um because sometimes it can just sort of make you feel a little more isolated but you know sometimes actually to just put yourself in that place where it doesn't exist for that person mm. can be really good I also when I recorded your podcast with you mm. I saw such a gorgeous dynamic between the two of you and there's one thing I don't even think I've told Jules this at the end of the recording so it was just before Christmas yes and it was I was off for like a birthday drinks and Jules was coming yeah and when you two said goodbye to each other you really hug you mm. really hug and and you both tell each other that you love each other yeah we do we do and <laughs> we are like a couple no but and it was so gorgeous that it made me actually in my own life it made me think i've got to tell my friends i love them more yeah because i don't because i'm quite nervous about saying i love you mm. but watching you two do it and it was so gorgeous just this like hug i love you I just thought I need to really tell my friends that I love them. That's lovely. I'm really, I'm really happy. That's so gorgeous. That's a lovely thing to hear. Because yeah, I've always um, been. I, I in my family growing up, we all told each other that we loved each other before bed, mm, always. Yeah. And I, you know, it's one of those things that you think everybody's family does that. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's actually it's a really lovely thing. And we say it when we get off the phone to each other as well. Jules yeah. will say that. Jules and I will say that on the phone. Actually, we'll go, love you, love you too. Mm. And it is. I think it is. It, it, it. Yeah. It seems. It can seem flippant, but it's not. No, and that was what I was just about to say. It was said in such a meaningful way of, I really love you. Mm. Like, you just recorded this podcast, and I kind of... I was in your work zone a little bit, and there was so much appreciation of the other person. I just thought it was absolutely bloody oh, gorgeous. Oh, Emma, that's so nice. What I love... That's a lovely observation. Because <laughs> you know what it's like? Normally, it's just Jules and I sat on my bed talking to each other. So to have... Yeah, to have that reflection, that's lovely. And I think mere moments before, you'd shared some baby bells from your bag. <laughs> I mean, it was the most amazing experience of my life. Sweaty bag baby bell, sure. Sounds about right. Room temperature baby bell <laughs> doesn't take much more to win me over, I've got to be honest. <laughs> Throw in a tepid glass of rosé and oh, you're... Yes, anyone. <laughs> That's a good night in. It really is. Friday night, maybe that'll be happening yeah. later. And is it the confidence... Oh, not confidence, but is it working with Jules and having that friendship? Because you've done something this week that I know I couldn't do. And that is, you did a photo shoot in your pants. I did. Massive pants. They were huge. I've seen the pictures. They were amazing. I could pull them up. They they were like to my chin. Um, Yes, so this is a shoot that we did with Elle. Mm. And it was um, for Isle of Paradise and for Wobble with um, some of our incredible guests. And yeah, when it first came up, 
obviously I was like what what's that there underwear you say um high definition uh, photography sure right yes on Tuesday mm, soon and um, I think I put some body oil on immediately I was like oh I'll just slap this I would have just put on an entire tub of Vaseline and filtered myself just sat (laughs) frictionless um and it was amazing it was completely empowering it was a lovely thing to do because it was all about this is my body this Mm -hmm. is you know i mean when you think of an underwear shoot you think well i've got to try and look thin or i've got to kind of try and look perfect or what's my best angles what's my most flattering way of standing and 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 everything and it just wasn't that at all it was fun and it was carefree and it was joyful Mm. and it was going and, and and all four of us um, it was funny actually because we had dressing gowns on um, before we were waiting to, to be shot and then afterwards nobody put their dressing gown back on <laughs> we were just like here we are and it was this just me. oh my god it was so empowering it was a, it was an amazing thing to do so in the moment I can completely understand feeling comfortable in the moment in front of the camera but what about that moment when you saw the pictures because that for me is the bit that terrified that I yeah. know would be the bit that I actually couldn't handle. I think that by that point we were having such a good time and the atmosphere was so much about this is this is such a lovely thing to do. Mm. This is so look at you, you're gorgeous, look at you, you're gorgeous. Actually seeing the pictures, I was like, well, that is what I look like. Because I think that's well, it, that's exactly it, it's acceptance, isn't yes. it? And I think it's so hard for so many people, and I don't think I'm alone in saying this, to find acceptance with how they look because they are constantly bombarded with images of people who... And I'm using air quotes, which is a terrible thing to use on a podcast, but <laughs> who, looked, who looked better. Yeah. And I know, definitely as someone who's lost weight before, I'm always very disappointed that I'm not Kate Moss when I'm yeah. at my goal weight. Sure. Because I don't have that frame. I remember being 19 and being in the gym. Probably the last time I was in the gym. I liked <laughs> it. I love my Davina DVDs. That's my thing. Oh, Davina yes. and Gillian. Yeah. And um, they... And I was in the gym, and I was about 19, and I was looking at Rihanna. Rihanna's video for SOS was on. Or was it Don't Stop the Music? I can't remember now. But obviously, Rihanna's looking like Rihanna. And I honestly really thought, right, that's what I've got to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I was on the bike, and I was like, that's what I've got to get to. Not realising that I will never look like mm. Rihanna, because Rihanna looks like Rihanna, and Rihanna doesn't look like me. But it was the... Like, I look back on it now, and I honestly believe that. Yeah. I was like, that's, that's where we're going and until we get there it's the weirdest thing I remember going because I have PCOS and I remember going to my gynecologist when I was 17 years old mm. and it was it was actually really wonderful to get a diagnosis because it had been sort of present for about six years and my gynecologist said to me with only good intention you're never going to be twiggy right and it's what and it's and I am very much and we've talked about this as well I'm very much somebody if you tell me I can't do something or can't be something it will plant the seed of me wanting to prove you wrong right and so that twiggy comment instead of me accepting it and going great yes I will be Diana Dawes yeah and I or just be Emma or just be, be yeah, exactly. Emma yeah or just accept that I have an hourglass figure yeah I have always 
rallied against that and was like, no, I want to be Twiggy. That's what I want. That's what I want. So much pressure. Isn't it? It's so much pressure and it's such a, oh God, it's exhausting. Actually, it's exhausting. To try and be Twiggy would be exhausting. So do you, did the shoot help you with the acceptance? Yes, definitely. Massively, it did. Because... Did it click into place in a way that it hasn't before? Like with your slimming world and you're having a good week yeah. and you might feel really empowered and good about yourself. Was there something about actually seeing yourself in a picture on camera in high def that went, right, yeah. I, lo- I love that person? Yeah, yeah, you have to. I think there comes a point where you have to say, this is me mm. and I am what I am and this is what I look like. Mm-hmm. And actually, I remember I sort of talked about this on Wobble, I think. Um, my friend who was a yoga teacher said to me I know I was moaning probably about being fat and and she said you have a really beautiful healthy body Mm. and I had never thought about it in that way before Mm. I'd never been grateful for my body the fact that it's healthy and it works properly Mm. and all of those sorts of things I you know it has no problems Mm. I just what I'm like that was a huge moment and I think at some point you have to say enough's enough I mm. can't hate myself and I can't put myself in this waiting room any longer yeah. I've got to work with what I've got and I've got to learn to love what I've got and if that means that I want to be I want to eat differently or I want to be healthier or I want to work out mm-hmm. fine all power to you but don't put yourself in that waiting room of going oh until I've done those things then I can love myself yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really dangerous so yeah it did help with that I I want the pictures I really want them to send me the pictures so I've got them are you going to do them like a war (laughs) yes I could couldn't I that awful thing when you go to you know when they go to come dine when they do (laughs) come dine with me and they'll go and look around the house and they've got photos of themselves everywhere well over the years beauty companies as as a journalist I was on OK magazine for 10 years and you'd often get like I've got um canvases of me that are like a cartoon re- um not cartoon like a comic book yeah. pop art thing i've got my uh image has been cut into paper very intricately all sorts of things and i've also done photo shoots and obviously when you're you get these pictures afterwards in a frame mm. so where do i put them i don't put them in my home <laughs> i give them to my parents <laughs> yeah. and so when you go to my parents house it's like a museum <laughs> it's absolutely terrifying do you think they i mean look i'm not taking anything away from from your parents but do you think you, they put them up before you come round? <laughs> no Wait, get the other pictures out no because they're all over the place right yeah um because there are there have been so many and yeah. but i remember someone coming into the house and just saying only the one kid because literally like my poor brother who doesn't like the camera he he's still Fine. he's 45 years old and will still give two will put his thumbs up in a picture great um yeah he's not really present so someone was like you've got a lot of pictures of emma around <laughs> and it really is not because they want them but no they've just got them they've got to do something with them they have to do something with them yeah but yes i think you should do a war hole maybe yeah. just a little one <laughs> yeah, a little war, little ode to me just a little ode to you it's a lovely thing to have as well mm, yes it is well it's a real moment isn't it it's, it is. it's you in a moment yes and you are doing something wonderful later this year it involves you getting married i am getting married i am getting married this year and i love getting married <laughs> i have taken to it so well. i love being engaged i'm really good at it i'm really yeah i love it what's what's the secret what's your secret oh Sarah? just um <laughs> what i don't know what is 
the secret. Do you know what it does? This is a really odd thing to say. It gives you a role. It gives you a role, and which is probably very dangerous to sort of identify in that way. But I love the role of being engaged that I'm getting married that I'm doing this I'm marrying the person that I love most I'm marrying my best friend and I just yeah I just I love how the I love how public it is I love what a declaration it is I think that's it um but I love planning it I love choosing nice things that I like Mm. um yeah I'm really yeah I love it and how wonderful that in, in parallel to that you've also got the wobble thing happening you've got this photo shoot where you're feeling more empowered than ever yeah. before and more like more comfortable in your own skin and now you've got I think the two things running parallel is quite definitely beautiful yeah they do I think it's it, you know we've talked about this it's it's all about body confidence and where does your confidence come from it comes from your head it does if you were to get a message from somebody saying I'm struggling I'm at ground zero with it now what do you have like a advice that you can rattle off because you know i know that's going to work for you try this i think the most important thing to start with is to be kind and that can be really hard but if you can just go i'm going through this and Mm. it's hard and i feel like this and it's really tricky i think if you can just start with that Mm you can then start building yourself back up. And I really believe that in in most moments, if you can really sit with yourself and say, what do I need? Mm. What do I need right now? And you might get a bit of chatter at first from your head going, you need this, you need this, you need this. But actually, if you can just really tune into your body, there's so much wisdom in your body. Your body knows what you need. Mm. And it might even come up and go, you need a bath. You need to get in the shower. Yeah. You need to have a baby bell. You need to go for a walk. Yeah. It's so... It, it amazes me. Every single time I do that, something will come up and it'll just be crystal clear. Mm. You need to go and do the washing up. Yeah. You know? Even it might... And like I say, there is a big difference between the, the head chatting, the going, you should, you should, you should. But actually, if you can just tune in and go... The next thing I do, what is it going to be? It might be get a glass of water. Yeah. Whatever that's you, you have you good. seen the notebook i have of you course know, of course who hasn't several times but you know the scene where um she goes back and then i think she's gonna leave again and he won't let her go mm. and he starts shouting at her what do you want and it's in a right it's in ryan gosling's voice My skin's going up. I know. yes what and he says it and he's just like pleading with her yeah i do that to myself exactly that sometimes when i'm having one of those days and i'll be like it's standing often i'll have my coat on because i'll think you've got to leave the house you've got to get out of here and i'll start going what do you want yeah. what do you want <laughs> what do you want now maybe don't be as angry as ryan gosling was no but it comes from a place of love yes it does and so am I yeah yeah and that's a kindness to yourself what do I want right now and it's not I think for a long time I suppressed what do I want because I thought I thought want was an ugly word mm. Well, it's very selfish, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, it's, that's kind of what we're led to believe. Well, you're, you're told as a child, don't say, I want. I want a baby bell. Yeah. You're told, um, please, Can I, I have. Baby bell? <laughs> please, yes. It's, would it be all right if I had a baby bell? But actually to say, oh, I, I, want, a, I want a baby yeah. bell. Let's just use baby bell as a yeah. universal. Sure. For, for happiness. But to actually say, I want, 
um, it's a it's a big deal. Yeah, and I think there's a big difference between saying it to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, saying it. You don't have to go around demanding things. I want this. I want. I want to go to the front of this queue. I uh, actively avoid those people. Yeah, but you IRL writing it down. I mean, I'm a big fan of writing things down. I write everything oh, do you down. Journal? Yeah. Well, I don't sort of journal in a in a, like a Michael Palin style, um, but I I do <laughs> I do find it really helpful. I find it really helpful to just yeah write a page of I mean it could be anything but just how I'm feeling or what I'm thinking now or reflections it normally is to be honest when I've had a realization I'm like oh that doesn't really work for me or oh I really like this or I really want to do this and those moments can come at any point usually when you get out of the shower yes yeah and it's there's a there's a scientific reasoning behind that there's Mm. something that I think you allow your mind to just switch off a little bit while you're in the shower you you sort of zone out a bit so then inspiration can come there's actually a sort of science behind you know when you're um, in a situation you're looking for a word and you're like oh it's on the tip of my tongue mm. and then you relax your brain yes. and it, it appears I feel like that's the same with it's the same. yeah I yeah. think it is I think it's the same but I, yeah writing down I want is really powerful I'm going to try that yeah have you ever done and I'm really intrigued to do it but I just I'm too in my own head I think to actually sit down and succeed first time and I'm terrible at failing so I haven't done it for this reason but you know that thing where they say um just start writing almost start scribbling it's and let your brain take over and then words will begin to appear that's it well it's like a brain dump isn't it that's what they sort of call it it's from um I don't know if it's the same thing as morning pages from do you know the artist's way yeah I don't know if it's the same sort of thing as that but the thing to do with that is to just know nobody's ever going to read it and you never have to look at it again if you don't want to that's why I've never written things down I never used to keep a diary because um, I would be terrified of someone reading it yeah wow that's yeah let that go no. nobody's nobody's going to break into your house and read your stuff no no I remember when I was at school I had a file of facts because obviously I've still got a file of facts I've still got a file of facts <laughs> it was when file of facts were like the big thing yeah and so I had to have what was like my school diary mm. and I remember it was so gross but I think I had just it was either my first or my second period yeah and I had written I thought oh I better write this down like flooded today yeah and one of my classmates read it and made fun of me and I was like right never doing that again that's that is a traumatic experience around writing things down I, I let's just let's just point to that let's accept that. that that's your red flag around <laughs> writing things down but trust me like now it, yeah try it if you don't like it you never have to do it ever again true I have but I have written things down before and then burnt them yeah okay which doesn't seem very healthy it's quite, yeah well, it's quite ritualistic isn't it why were you burning them so they could never be read but then also when um a couple of years ago a friend of mine i was sort of saying i feel a bit lost like i don't know really know what i want to do with with my career like i just I'm not sure if i want to be writing in the way that i am and blah, blah, blah. Mm. and she said write down <laughs> this is, you're gonna absolutely howl at me about this i can't remember exactly what i did but it was something like Cut up bits of paper into triangle. No, write down on bits of paper things that you want. So I was like, oh, I want my podcast to be a success. And then fold it up into the shape of a triangle. Yeah. And then leave them, <laughs> leave them in moonlight. I like this. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I can't remember for how long, but it was very significant. It was like, write these things down. Yeah. And leave them facing the moon so that the moon shines on the paper yeah and then find find a water source like a stream or a brook or something yeah and um 
put them into the water and let them watch them flow away and then they'll happen right yeah thoughts well <laughs> My straight, I, I mean, I'm just going logistics straight away. I don't know where I would put them in the moonlight. And it'd rain or mine would blow mm-hmm. away. I just know it would. I'd be like, well, how am I going to weight these down so that the moon can get to them? Ideally, it's a windowsill, I think. Sure. I'm not moon facing. Yeah. No, I don't think I am <laughs> at all. So that's a worry. Um, and then I can imagine putting them in a stream and watching them float away and then get stuck. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. a few feet away from yeah. you and be like, no, go on, go on. And, but I do love the idea of something that really focuses you like that yes. it really focuses you and it makes you commit because mm. that's quite a big commitment you've got to write them you've got to think of them you've got to fold them you've got to place them you've mm. got to take them out and about <laughs> you've got to let them go so I quite like that I like the commitment aspect of yeah well it's no different really from just writing them down and there is scientific proof that if you write something down I think it embeds itself more yeah. indelibly in your cerebral cortex well it's more real isn't it it becomes more real if you can see it there on the page I'm a big fan honestly reams and reams of writing Um, do you have special notebooks or just anything no well I I used to do it on scraps and things like that and actually I've got a nice notebook on the go at the moment I've got about 280 notebooks to be honest I have a worrying amount of notebooks yeah I just can't I can't leave one in a shop no I can't they're just so good particularly if it's sparkly rainbow coloured or looks sophisticated I mean I, I, I vary between the two I either got very sexy like moleskin leather bound things potentially with a monogram or it's like ridiculous fancy for yeah. unicorn <laughs> yeah. oh Fanfare. i'm going to yeah. i'm going to put my dreams in that one it must have sequins yes that's it that's how it works actually it is yeah it does work now um speak we i know we spoke about your wedding but i'm just going to flag up 18 and 18 yes absolutely before we draw to a close because i know june if you're she's on her way she's on her way my mum june is coming and i'm really glad because i have been soup making um, but i like i make army barracks amounts of soap of soup wow i just i don't know what happens i don't know where i'm getting these recipes but i mean i don't have a pan big enough so i'm just and i've only got a very small fridge so haven't anyone, been to your bathroom yet so yeah i don't know what's happening in the soup. bath water wall soup um <laughs> yeah. so i'm just thrilled that my mum's coming around so i can give a soup give to get rid soup. of it how do you do how do you do you freeze it first here here's a frozen or do you just no it's got to go no I've got it all in bowls with cling film on in my very small fridge honestly we just keep I'm like why do I keep making these enormous amounts of how do you harness that into the back of a vehicle (laughs) that's it for safe passage but 18 and 18 was something you did at the beginning of the year it was in conjunction with Lululemon um, Lululemon, and it was about setting yourself 18 18 goals for the year so they do this every year Lululemon they did 16 16 17 17 18 and 18 and 18 goals feels like a lot I mean I know you're doing 26 26 habits but um, they can be things they can be the tiniest little things they can just be small little tiny changes that you want to make like um, you want to I don't know always use always have a clean mug for tea or whatever do you know what I mean and then they can build all the way up to like one of Jules's biggest ones was um, he wants to climb Ben Nevis 
and Ooh. yeah I know and when we were talking about it actually we were saying to do, we might do a podcast I'll helicopter in <laughs> coming down now um, and, but one of my one of my biggest ones was I want to get married yeah. which I'm thrilled that that has manifested um, and also I really want to get a sausage dog that was another one of my goals um, but it's been it's a really lovely thing I need to revisit them I was thinking this actually last night I need to get them back out and look at them and just see and just check in because it's very easy to go like I'm really bad with drinking water terrible oh it was Never. one of my 26 habits I yeah. did it as num- habit number two because I thought give yourself a few easy wins before you start hitting the hard stuff yeah oh my goodness it was a terrible disaster and I failed right literally from day one it's really hard I think when you're not a per- I just don't get thirsty I just yeah. don't get thirsty but you get hungry instead that's my thing yeah I'm always hungry to be honest Emma well, no, I'm doing intermittent fasting at the moment yeah. and so I haven't eaten since 8 o'clock last night it's now 12.30 in the afternoon while we've been doing this podcast a little thing has come up saying eat. time to eat <laughs> yeah. I'm not hungry interesting god I'd be abs- I'd eat barbed wire if I were you by now I'd be well, in a horrible mood actually had I if I was yes no I thought I would be and it's been a real shocker because I've done many diets over the years but this is about an eating pattern yeah so I know that when I leave here, if I want to go and have a Peking duck wrap, yes, yes, I can have it. <laughs> if I want to go and have a donut, I can have it. Yeah. Obviously, the idea is to eat healthily during this sure. eating window. <laughs> yeah. But what I mean is, is that I don't. It's not like I'm having to blend anything up or restrict a food group or anything like that. Yeah. I haven't been hungry once. That's it's amazing, isn't it? I did um, the five two for about two weeks. Very similar. Yeah, and um, I mean the only thing was with me doing the five two, I just went berserk on those five days. Like <laughs> I, just, there was nothing that I wouldn't eat, and then it would come to the, t- it would come to my fast day, and I'd be like, can't really do it today. I'm going out for dinner tonight. So I was just eating. Like my experience with the five two was just consistently eat. Um, but the fasting thing, it is it, that is interesting that you really do. You feel wobbly. I honestly thought I would. Yeah. The only time I felt wobbly was on... So I eased my way in. So the three days into it, I sort of adapted my eating pattern a bit. Because it's a big change to just go from three meals a day, maybe the odd snack. Or yeah. eating whenever you want to suddenly doing this. Yeah. So my first proper day, if you like, um, Monday... I didn't feel hungry at noon, so mm. I was like, well, you know, I'll, I'll push it then. And I ate my lunch at about 1.30. About five minutes after I ate my lunch, I felt absolutely shocking. Like, I could have slept. Wow. And so I started texting all my friends who knew anything. I was like, nutritionist and everything, going, why is this, why is this? And yeah. they were like, well, all the blood's gone to your digestive system. Right. So your, your body's just gone, okay, all right, but now we're going to go and deal with this. And so yes. that's why you... But then day two didn't have anything like it. Have not had a single... Maybe my tummy's growled once or twice. Mm-hmm. But it just made me realise I'm not eat, like eating because the watch says lunchtime yes, as yeah. opposed to because you need it. Yeah, yeah. And you said something very interesting to me the other night when we were at Jaws's launch where I was, we were talking about exactly this, about intermittent fasting, and you said, but why can some people snack and still be really skinny or yeah, not need to go on or a just, diet or anything? Yeah, they don't put on weight. So I think it's just about finding the thing that works for you. Yes. 
totally. Yeah. So you're having great, going great guns with Slimming World. I you? love it. Yeah, it makes me cook. It makes me think about food in a different way. Mm. It makes me healthier. It, yeah, it totally suits me. And for some people, that snacking little five meals a day yeah. um, really suits them. It doesn't suit me. I can't graze. I just can't mm. graze because I just eat everything. Yeah. And then I don't want my yeah. meal, which is the most balanced bit. I, you might be a bit like me in the sense of actually I'd much if you said to me oh because actually this fits in very nicely to the Jules and Pet Sarah podcast I nearly got my words confused and maybe I am having a wobble maybe I do need to eat get her a baby bell <laughs> um, you always do would you rather yes so here's here's one for you. Oh, God, you know I'm hopeless at it, and that's why I always do them two jewels because I am useless. Go on. Would you rather? Yeah. Have three square meals a day for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Or <laughs> or only eat canopy food as much as you like, whenever you like, for the rest mm. of your life. So canapes they're so good aren't they little canapes they are so good when they come round Jules always talks about finding the ant's nest when you're at a party find the kitchen door that they're coming out of so you can have first dibs um the thing is, I'm not very good with, John and I call it party food. You know when you feel like you've eaten a lot of, um, you feel like you've eaten a lot of crisps or a lot of dip or a yeah. lot of bits of things and then you, I, I personally feel a bit horrible mm. afterwards. So I, the problem is that I want to say canapes but I know I'm just not going to feel very good. Right. I know I'm not going to feel good for it even though I'm going to love every second of every it. Every blissful um, mouthful. So yeah, and also I like to be full I like to you know yeah I really like that feeling of being I I mean that's the other thing as well as Slimming World I do need to eat three meals a day and Mm. I don't eat in between or if I do it's a banana yeah. Or something. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have to go with three square meals a day. I, I've got to be I'm honest, excited about as, them. <laughs> as, as you're answering, I'm going. I don't think I could. I don't think I could make that choice. Yeah, it's hard. It is really hard. And also, I, I don't like the idea of. Do you think I'd have to refuse a canapé? Do I have to give up canapés if I'm having three square meals a day? Obviously. Oh, that's you can't have it both ways. That's pal. tricky. <laughs> that is tricky. But the thing is, you can get a terrible canapé. Oh, you can. My mum, June, um, she had like a chocolate thing. Um, I think she was at a wedding, and she picked it up and she bit into it, and the middle was molten all oh. down herself. All that over wouldn't herself. bother me because I just yeah mop up but I did I remember distinctly I'll never forget it because um, it was Beyonce launched a perfume years ago about 14 13 14 years ago and I went to the launch yeah actually touched Beyonce no yes but it was a big event and there was a lot of waiting around because obviously when you're dealing with big this was Destiny's Child years must sure and there were these little what looked like soft sugar cubes coming round sort mm. of slightly grey something or other <laughs> grey cubes <laughs> grey cubes coming round and there was a lot of you know delight over them and I've forgotten what they were but it was just it was basically fungus oh god mould cubes of mould it was basically I wanted to say truffle but it wasn't truffle because I adore truffle yeah. we've had this conversation yeah but it was some sort of fungi situation mushroomy and it was so revolting oh it's that that is i mean i hate mushrooms oh so that is bleak oh that's i mean 
Beyonce. You think Beyonce? Beyonce, that was nothing to do with her. You want, to be honest, the best ones I ever had was when um, Leona Lewis did her <laughs> showcase. I love this. The canapes of the stars. Signposted <laughs> by the stars. The best canapes I ever had were Leona Lewis did a showcase, hosted by Ryan Seacrest, thank you very much. Nice. At the Mandarin Oriental, and they had um, shrimp. Um, shrimp spring rolls. Oh yeah, and they were the, they were they were quite beefy inside. I love that you've never forgotten them. Never forgotten them no. because there was a bit of a scrum because we found the yeah. ants nest. Yes, and then I was carrying quite a big bag because I come straight from work. I mean, she sang delightfully, by the way. But I remember I turned around quite abruptly and I knocked a prawn <gasps> spring roll out of someone's hand, <laughs> and they they really did look like they were going to punch me. <laughs> They were that good. I thought you were going to say you, were going to, you knocked a tray of them over. I love the idea of somebody just trying to beat it. You knocked like a comedy knockout of the hand. No, it's exactly what it was. And they swore and they were like, Argh! and then because obviously we were like, in the end, they were coming out of the kitchen and kind of pretending that they hadn't seen us and trying to race. Yeah, trying race to get past. Our yeah. There were about five of us and we were just, no, that's some good stuff. That is yeah, some good come on. canopy shit. <laughs> give us more. Give us more. I'm trying to steer away from you. We really you. weren't. No, we were awful. We were terrible the worst kind of people thank you so much for joining me on oh the emma gosh Garden emma show. i've loved it absolutely thank you for having me bless you i'll have you every every week yeah um <laughs> good sure i will come on every week same time next week um listeners please do seek out sarah powell because she is a divine human being there's wobble there's the jules and sarah podcast oh you're doing a live one soon we are you? we I absolutely are brilliant oh thank you darling so yes we are doing a live podcast and we are doing it with a disco so you can come you can watch the podcast we've got a few surprises a few bits and bobs going on my mother will be there jules's mother will be there um and then yeah we're gonna have a disco we're gonna have a party afterwards so we'd love you to come the best thing to do is to go to jules and sarah podcast on instagram yes and click the link because that's exactly how i bought my ticket and i've already got mine um i cannot wait it is april the 21st it is is it? Yes, it is. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> I cannot wait. It's going to be absolutely sensational. If you're listening to this after April the 21st, I am terribly sorry, but I'm sure there'll be another one. Oh, always. Um, thank you so much. All the links to Sarah, her podcasts, and everything else will be in the show notes on emmaguns.com and on iTunes. But for now, Sarah Powell, thank you for having me in your rainbow theme. Darling, anytime. Before you rush off, just a reminder, if you are enjoying this show, if you love what you've heard, I would be so grateful if you could go over to iTunes, click those five stars and leave a little review. It's the kind of thing that helps a show like mine get really noticed on a massive platform like iTunes. I adore all of you for listening. Thank you so much for all your support. Please keep the emails and messages coming and I will see you on the next one.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.